Hey, I'm Zanzi, and welcome to Farmers Inside Track, episode 160. I'm your host, Tornumdu. Now, a deep desire to farm, being accountable, and lifelong learning is exactly how Minky Khopa and Clifford Mtumkulu are thriving in Mzanzi's agricultural sector. I had such a great time connecting with these two farmers. And I'd like to share some of my highlights in this week's episode. Welcome to Farmers Inside Track. It's absolutely amazing to have you both here with me. I feel like I'm sitting with two powerhouses in the agri sector when it comes to farming. Maybe just introductions firstly about yourself, about your farm, where you're based and what got you into agriculture. My name is Minky Khopa. I started farming about 4 years ago. I am from Sanishof. I was born and bred in a farm called Bosses. Basically my dad has always been into farming. I studied and I came to Johannesburg to do my degree and then I worked in corporate. But I've always had that yearning. Every time I'm back at home I'm like, "Oh, it's so beautiful in the fields." But you know when you don't actually have representation and you've never seen people like you become farmers, it's something you can't imagine and it's difficult to be something you can't imagine. I've always spoken to my father. I've always gone to the fields. Like we've always been together. I've been in his backy all the time when he drives around. And the passion has always been there. One day we had a conversation and I said to him, "Dad, how would you feel if I said to you, give me a piece of land and let me try this thing?" He was up for it. He was excited. Couldn't believe that I've got siblings by the way. He couldn't believe that from his children, the girl child actually wanted to be a farmer. But then that's how it started and I was in in it and then I had privilege of working with Farmsol and that played a very big part in my farming journey. Sometimes I feel like it's the journey that chose me because I was born into it. That's me and that's how I started. It's so interesting Minky that you talk about representation because as you sit across from me you look so stunning. People think farmers have to kind of, you know, look a certain way, but you're sitting here and you're like farming chose me and I don't see myself anywhere else. Do you think that a lot of other girl children feel the same that you did like not seeing any kind of representation or seeing themselves in the industry even in this day and time? Oh certainly. I have a lot of people even in corporate that still call me and be like Minky, we're actually so proud of you. I've got a lady called to me. She called me yesterday. She's like, "I can't believe you went forth and you did this thing. I've always loved goats, but I could never start." And she said to me, "You inspire me." And I'm like, "I'm glad. <laughs> that means I need to be more visible so that more girls, more women can see that actually women can do it." To be quite honest, the men are very supportive and they actually want to see us do it. They want to support us. That is actually sometimes the opposite of what other women in the industry say. So you obviously have a very different experience in it. And that's really interesting. I have another farmer here also part of the Farmsolve program. Clifford Mtumkulo, I'm like a total super fan. You are one of the farmers that I can see, you know, you've really grown in the industry. You're not a fly by night. You've been it, you're in it, and you're making the most of it. Tell us about your journey. Where did it all start? I'm Tim Kulumzoke Clifford from Senegal. Farm name is Astoria. We started farming at Astoria in 2006. My father has been a farm worker for 41 years at the farm called Millibelt. He worked for Freki Dupree, and then when Freki left the farm, he sold some of his equipment to my dad, and then my dad started as a agricultural contractor, and then paying off Freki his equipment, and then after then he leased land. from other white farmers there in the Senegal and started planting 50 hectares of maize 
And then luckily, so 2006, my dad got a farm with the acquisition program of rural development. And then we started farming in Astoria 2006 and then 2009. That's whereby I joined my dad. And then luckily enough, 2011, we got our first award as a developing farmer of the year by Grain SA in 2011, yes. 2014 or so, my dad retired. And then I took over as a second generational farmer. And I got my first award in 2017 as a provincial winner with Omnia. And then I joined the FarmSol program four years ago. Since I joined FarmSol, we started with 50 hectares with FarmSol. And then I have grown to almost 1,000 hectares with FarmSol. There is zero interest loans. For me, I'll say working with FarmSol, I accumulated more because I didn't have surety as a black second generational farmer. It really assisted me. And then I'm really proud of the project and the development that it has brought to me because since I joined FarmSol, I got to be farmer of the year in the Free State Provincial Winner this year, June. And then I was also on the top outstanding persons of South Africa in the top 10. Top five in the Toyota Harvest, of which I was, I think, number three. And we were competing with the big gurus. Come in the awards in uh, mid-rent of Grain SA as a developing farm of the year nationally. So, like, I'm really proud of myself to date. And it is with hard work and determination that I'm here. I'll just say to anyone who wants to go somewhere in life, he has to be passionate, a hard worker, and then he must hold himself accountable. I talk to farmers all the time, and all your year is challenges, but sitting here with you, you're saying there are opportunities, there is support. It's just about knocking on the right doors and, you know, kind of persevering despite the setbacks. Clifford, you're a second-generation farmer. When you think about the 41 years that your father put into the farm that he worked on, do you think that if he had the same opportunities that you may have had, he would have been a lot further than, and the process would not have been as hard for you as a black farmer in this country? Yes, Don. I think he could have accumulated more because his success came in the age he was no longer there for him. So I think he could have went far and... I think me also, I could be long-time commercial farmer if he had been farming on his own longer than how he farmed. I think also the opportunities, like for me also now, I'm 33, I'm left with, let's say, 10 years retirement, and then my son will have to take over. So, like, I think me also, I tried to push for my years, and maybe my son then will carry on. But now we are running against time because of the delay of when the team cool farming started. What do you think is the biggest challenge with the industry and how it's set up? I think over the past two days, we spoke about the way the finances are shared within the industry. The minister spoke about patient financing, for example. How do you think that works, especially as a black woman farmer in South Africa? I honestly think that if we had, or if, say, for example, the previous generations, particularly the blacks, had the knowledge and the know-how when it comes to technology. That would have been amazing. I'm sitting here, my dream, honestly, is to have this technology that you have where, for example, when you plant, obviously you have to get your soil, analyze it, and then you have to map it. What it does for you, imagine when you're planting, the tool itself knows that here, for example, let's say there's too much clay. I'm not going to go too deep. 
the tool itself does that for you. If we had that type of information and that type of skills back then, it would have saved our parents, our grandparents so much time and they would have had so much yield. They would have looked after the soil better than us. Once you damage the soil, it's difficult to get it to the right level again. So I believe that if back then they had that information, we would definitely be far ahead. But I think it can start with us now. I've got a son. I teach him a lot about the soil, respecting the environment, how it speaks to us if we speak to it kindly. The point I'm trying to make is that it starts with us now. We can actually give that information. We can actually, because now we have the access to the information, we can try and get the information. We can even try and start certain things because we are leaving the problems every day. So we are the best ones to actually try and solve the problems. So I think we can come up with better things that will put us far ahead in the future, that will save us time, that will ensure health, that will ensure better leisure. We supply to the South African breweries through the relationship we have. So obviously we want to make sure that the beer they make is of good quality. It doesn't kill the bodies. Thank you so much, Minky. When it comes to farming, how important is the balance between running your business and finding good stakeholders and to sort of buy into what you do, your bigger purpose, and doing the hands-on farm work? How difficult is balancing that? We struggle with that. I struggle with that personally. I'm sure he does. For your business to grow, you actually have to have people that you can delegate to. But sometimes, as a farmer, you're the one with the passion. You're the one with the vision. You end up being so hands-on that you don't actually get out of that type and wear a different hat to say, now I'm a business person, I need to go and strategize for the business so that it can grow. That challenge is there, and honestly, you just have to keep yourself in check. You have to journal all the time. If you don't journal, how are you going to remember? Because we are human beings. When I wake up and I go to the fields, it's fun in the fields. I can stay there forever. But if I don't journal and I don't remind myself that I have to plan so that I can go back, I can strategize, I can go and look for the market, I can go and speak to the people that I have relationships with, I can speak to my farm soil guys, tell them this is how I'm doing, how am I going to be successful? So that balance is very key. So what I do, I plan my days, I never end a day before I start the next one. So by today, five o'clock, I know exactly how my day is going to go tomorrow. If I don't do that, then I just stay in the technical stuff. I just stay on the fields. So it's very key to know that you have to plan. And I truly appreciate the experience I got from corporate because I've learned to appreciate governance. So you have to balance all of that. You have to plan. You have to be conscious about it and be present. That's how you, you're going to make it and sort of get the balance. I want your take on this. <laughs> it's never an easy one. For me, 5 a.m., I'm out to the farm. I prefer doing things myself and being part of the whole runnings of my farm. I find it interesting. And what I'll say is passion also plays a vital role. And then you can imagine I still need to do everything with the guys, delegate where I can delegate, and then go back to the office, do seed orders, everything, 5 p.m. We knock off. I'm home. I need to now record keep whatever that we did today. I still have to see now my kids, family. Sometimes we sit my mom and dad. So it's a complex thing, but I think you need time management. Then you can manage to do everything and like delegate, teach your people to participate and try not to do everything on your own. That's the best way in that you can also get time 
to do things that really needs you. And then maybe just last and final tips from you to any new farmer or newly commercialized farmer, anyone entering in the sector, also just maybe considering entering the sector. Find something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. They have to get into it for the love of it. I know that it's a business, it has to make money, but you have to love it. So if you want to get into it, start loving your soil, start loving your produce, and everything else will make sense. And it will keep you committed, it will keep you wanting to go on. Because there are challenges, and the only way you can remain resilient is if you love your farming. That love is what will keep you going. I love it. Clifford? If you want to join farming, you have to have passion, desire to farm, and willing to work overtime. Because in farming, you work even on Sunday. You can't say it's weekend and the cow is there having difficulties in giving birth. So if you're a farmer, it's 365-366, nonstop. So you got to have to be passionate. You should wake up before even the alarm say, wake up. You should be there. To become remarkable, you need to hold yourself accountable. Like communicate, try to share skills and attend courses because we keep on learning. That's why we are growing. So never find it in a way that you say that, I think here now I know everything. There's no such. Because every year it's new things. Like now we are in foot and mouth. There's now input prices are high. And now to get into this industry, it's expensive. So you got to come here persuasive and willing to win and make profit. Because at the end, we are in this for business. Thanks again, Minky and Clifford. It was so awesome chatting to you both. Now you can, of course, read more about their farming journeys on www.foodformzanzi.co.za. From Ido Numdu, our producer Megan van der Vent, and the rest of the Food from Zanzi team have an absolutely amazing week. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.